Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Welcome. Great to have you with us. I'm sure you're as relieved as the rest of America that President Biden's back in D.C. to lead the free world. Excuse me. I mean to lead the liberal world order. We're told he's going to give a big old pep talk to the Marxist Dems this week. He apparently just heard there's a big election coming up. And you know that not a single national news outlet will refuse to cover the president's speech, even though it will be just weeks from the election. And you know how the Marxist Dems hate to intervene in elections. Well, the speech ought to be a stemwinder, especially if the Biden teleprompter has a malfunction. President Trump is understandably furious over the Department of Justice and FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago and their illegal search and seizure of his offices and documents. And he's urging FBI agents to come forward, the good ones, and tell the truth. More than a dozen agents have done just that. They're whistleblowers. And among their charges, that top FBI officials ordered special agents not to even look at Hunter Biden's laptop and not investigate the Bidens at all. Business as usual in the D.C. swamp, wouldn't you say? And with us today is one of the Republican leaders in the effort to drain the swamp and restore integrity to government. Our guest today is Congressman James Comer of Kentucky, ranking member on the House Oversight Committee and a great American. Congressman, welcome back to The Great America Show Good to have you with us. Well, let's start with the National Archives. They now say that 700 pages of classified materials were seized by the FBI from Trump's home. And DOJ now admits they seized protected attorney-client privileged documents, exactly as President Trump had said. Your committee has oversight jurisdiction over the National Archives. What can you do about this? Well, I have a lot of thoughts, Lou. I have a lot of questions, and unfortunately, the uh, National Archives aren't responding to our questions. The House Oversight Committee, we've always had legislative jurisdiction over the National Archives. They're a sleepy, normally a sleepy government bureaucracy that comes before our committee once or twice a year just for housekeeping purposes, uh, but now suddenly they won't, they won't talk to us. Uh, they, we've requested information, and they refer it to the Department of Justice. So, you know, my con- first question is, did some librarian at the National Archives somehow work with the Department of Justice to raid the former president of the United States' home because of some documents? Uh, if so, they need to explain that because, you know, from what we've learned, every president uh, during the transition from the, the White House back to their uh, private sector residence, they they always 
take a lot of boxes of information. You know, they're going to sure. work on memoirs and things like that, mementos, and you know, there, there's it's completely inconsistent with what. You know, Hillary Clinton and Obama, Obama took so much more, I mean, truckloads and truckloads of documents. And, you know, who, who who boxed those documents? We know that Donald Trump didn't box those documents. I mean, it, you know, and number one, we don't know what documents he has. So we don't know what documents he has. We know that they didn't treat Trump the same way they treated Clinton, Obama, and every other former president. We also... Uh, don't know who who put the boxes together and how the FBI knew about the box. It could have been a setup deal, Lou. There's a million questions out there that we have, and unfortunately, we're not getting any answers. Even though, the as the top Republican on the House Oversight Committee, we have jurisdiction over the National Archives. Incredible. You have oversight, and uh, these librarians won't uh, won't talk to you. I, I mean, that's no. really crazy. I mean, on yeah. any level, that's crazy. And but they talked to us all the time before. They worried us to death before. Now, now we can't get them to to respond. They just they they send a letter and say, all right, well, you have to refer to the Department of Justice. Well, you know how that's going to go. I mean, they they won't even return our phone calls at the Department of Justice. Maybe you ought to tell them. Then, uh, if you need funding, you ought to talk to the Department of Justice yourselves, because you that's won't right. be getting any. Uh, that's I mean, the that's the key for the future. That's what the Republicans, if we retake the majority, we're we're going to have to uh, hit them where it hurts if they're not going to be honest and truthful and transparent with the American people. Yeah, well, honest, uh, truthful, and transparent are no part of the Biden administration or the Marxist Dems who run the Democratic Party. This is now, when you have librarians telling the U.S. Congress and the House Oversight Committee to go to hell, you are no longer in an era of honesty, transparency. Uh, this is an outrage. Of, 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 I mean, librarians telling you to go to hell. It's one thing, but it's the Department of Justice telling you to go to hell because that's just who they are. They're part of, and with the FBI, they're the Gestapo of the uh, Democrat Party. But the National Archives, I mean, this reaches a level of uh, absurdity that's unimaginable, or was, at least. When I first heard that the subpoena was initiated, or the raid was initiated by the National Archives, I thought, that that can't be true. There's no way (laughs) that government agency triggered an FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. But apparently, Lou, that's what triggered it. Yeah, I... I've, I've heard that story, and I've heard so many stories over the past six years. They all come down to one thing. You can't trust the Marxist Dems. You can't trust Joe Biden or anybody associated with him. And you can't trust uh, any, the national uh, left-wing corporatist media. Uh, this is a war that's been going on against Donald Trump for six years. And in that six years, we've had four consecutive directors of the FBI lie to the American people in the U.S. Congress and or the U.S. Congress. And uh, they're usually the same thing, really, at, at least in effect. We have, uh, every, I don't know how many agents are guilty of crimes. We know that they tried to frame uh, the National Security Advisor for President Trump. General Michael Flynn. We know that they tried to frame President Trump. We know that they were using materials created by the Clinton campaign. 
We know that the DNC lawyers were lying. We know they had a portal to the FBI. Do you know what we don't know? We don't know how many portals are in Republican law firms around the country. But then again, how many Republican law firms are there really? Because the left wing of this country, the Marxist Dems have taken over the major law firms and they are putting on a squeeze in the judiciary system, which is is rising in levels of corruption, almost to the parity uh, with our executive branch. Right. No, it, it, it's uh, the American people have lost confidence in the Department of Justice and in, in the intelligence community. And, you know, it's not going to end well. They, they could have a press conference. They could, at, at the very least, meet with the leadership in Congress and explain what's going on and why they did what they did, but they refused to do so. And as former President Trump said, the temperature in America is going up at a time when it should go down. You know, when you're always going to have political divisions in America, Lou, but but these are being fueled by the people that are supposed to be watching our backs. You know, the the law enforcement, the Department of Justice, the the uh, the intelligence community, and you know, unfortunately. As as someone I consider myself a you know a level-headed member of Congress, I don't have any confidence in the the Department of Justice or the intelligence community, and it, and it's not just because of the raid at Mar-a-Lago. It was long before that. The the you know, what they said would happen in Afghanistan and what they said would happen in Ukraine and and you know the Steele dossier and all the mistakes that have been made by the intelligence community and there's no remorse and then they do this this latest thing at Mar-a-Lago with such arrogance, and they won't, you know, well, it's none of your business what's going on. Well, it is our business. It's my business as, as the top Republican, hopefully the next chairman of the House Oversight Committee. They don't talk to us, and, you know, it, it's just not going to end well. Uh, it shouldn't end well, uh, but this time right. it ought to be very serious business. And uh, the leadership of this uh, Republican conference, uh, if they do succeed, the House of Representatives I truly believe has to understand that this is the one, one time that they will have to straighten things out. And there right. will be no frivolity. There will be no nonsense and no politics. And Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know, I, what's really strange about Kevin McCarthy is I talk to some of his friends. We have mutual friends. And they tell me what a great guy he is. But Kevin McCarthy isn't standing up for Donald Trump. Kevin McCarthy isn't demanding explanations from the president of the United States, which is his prerogative as a minority leader. He doesn't even demand explanations from uh, the Speaker of the House. It is, uh, it is the, we have January 6th uh, political prisoners still in jail uh, in uh, what uh, Attorney Joe McBride refers to as the Washington Gulag. Uh, we have people being treated as inhumanely as if they were in a jail in Nicaragua, or our, our, our Moscow. It is, it, this is ignorance on display, and we're watching a country in decline, and I swear to you, the Republican uh, rhino leadership, Mitch McConnell, are you kidding me? He is denigrating Republican candidates uh, in the midst of the most important midterm election in our history, and ha has the effrontery to do it? What in the world are the American people to think? We've got to make judgments here. Is this the Republican Party? Is it is Mitch McConnell the Republican Party? Is Kevin McCarthy, or is it Jim Jordan, James Comer, 
And the list goes on. Fortunately, we have some wonderful, wonderful Republicans in both the House and a few in the Senate. Uh, it's it's time. It's time to get past any idea that this is anything less than open political warfare uh, uh, between the two parties and uh, a war by the radical Marxist Dems against this very nation. Well, I, I tell you, Lou, I share a lot of your frustration. I know your your listeners do as well. One thing that I'm going to say that hopefully will give uh, people confidence, Jim Jordan will be chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He will have jurisdiction over the Department of Justice. Jim's on my committee, too. He's on the Oversight Committee. So we'll work with them on uh, a lot of the abuse and lack of transparency at the Department of Justice. And, and once it's brought out into the American people's homes on, on television, on radio, on podcast, and they see the problems, then I think Jim, and you know, you look at the Judiciary Committee, you got Jim, you got Andy Biggs, you got Matt Gates, I mean, you got some, some pretty good fighters on there that, that I think are committed to seeing reform. You know, just talking about it, just pointing the problem, that's not going to work. That's what, you know, Republicans have done in the past. They, they identify problems, but they don't provide solutions or try to execute the solutions. I, I'm pretty confident that this is going to be the number one priority for the Judiciary Committee led by Jim Jordan with, with all those, you know, good guys on there that, that are, are committed to reform. I mean, this is, this is the deep state. And I've said this, and every time I say this on, on you know, Fox or Newsmax, I, I get clobbered, but the deep state is real. The stuff Devin Nunes talked about for years is real, and, and it's something that, uh, you know, it, it has been highlighted in the last few weeks. And, you know, it's not going to change unless unless we have reform, and surely to goodness when Republicans get the majority, we'll be able to do that, hopefully. Well, I, I – I... <laughs> Millions of Americans and, and I also uh, I hope that is the case. Uh, we, we're going to have to pray as well over it all because this is we're talking about the, whether or not this republic survives. Right, right. now, we, uh, you know, we talked about the Justice Department. When we look at what happened, first of all, we know that Joe Biden once again lied. Now, think about this. He hasn't been around much for the past five weeks. He has disappeared from view, except for photo ops to, to uh, uh, sign the deficit, uh, excuse me, the deficit. It's, it's, in my dreams, it should be the Deficit Reduction <laughs> Act, the Inflation yeah. Reduction Act, which has nothing to do with inflation, nothing to do with reduction, except in the in taxpayer dollars that will flow right. out to a, uh, climate change, for crying out loud. Uh, it is, this is way past time to understand that we have a moment in history that very few Americans have had to meet before us. And we're going, and we're going to be, we're being severely tested now. But when that election is here, whether if we do not turn out in the numbers required, if we don't turn out with intensity, and I mean, bring every neighbor, every friend and family member. And by the way, whomever you know, Get them to the polls and make sure that we don't, don't have a repeat of 2020. And that scares the devil out of me. Yeah, it should. It should. And, you know, we, 
we saw in New York last night. That was a, a House seat that that should have gone Republican, and and it didn't. And you know the early numbers will look, but the the turnout, you know, among our conservative uh, Republicans wasn't what it what it needs to be. I mean, it, it's people talk about politics all the time. They complain, but then for whatever reason, sometimes they think it's too much trouble to go go to the polls and vote or request an absentee ballot vote, and that's the that's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating, but I think also the the Republican the Republican Party is known as well by its leaders as by the local races and the local congressmen uh, and state senators. Uh, it is a difficult thing to overcome the negativity uh, and just the sheer revulsion right. at, at what Mitch McConnell stands for uh, and how quiet uh, and passive Kevin McCarthy has been. Uh, and like I say, I have mutual friends uh, with the uh, minority leader who absolutely tell me he's the greatest guy in the world. I can't prove it by his acts or his rhetoric. Yeah, I think that uh, I think when he gets his chance, and I think he's he's going to be the speaker. Uh, I think that uh, he will, you know, he's going to have a very conservative conference. I mean, there are going to be a few moderates in there, but at the end of the day, the overwhelming majority, and, and when I say, you know, if we come back with 235, let's say, you're talking about, you know, close, you know, 190 that are that are from districts like mine that are pretty darn red, you know, pretty conservative right. districts <laughs> Trump won by 25 or more points, so I think he's going to have to... Could you just say that one more time, because I just love hearing that, the margin the, the, of victory the, for Mr. Trump... Yeah, uh, well, he won my district by 50 points. Now, that's what Trump loves. Uh, he loves me that when I'm around him, he loves me to tell people how much he won my district by. I said, 50. And he goes, he, he said, I said, Trump won my district by 50 in, in front of a group of people. He said, he said, Trump won by 50, not Trump got 50. Trump won by 50, you know. <laughs> it was 75-25. Yeah, That's Kentucky's first district. That was the margin, 75-25, both against Biden and Clinton. So, yeah, they, they expect, uh, they expect God bless a lot of support. Yeah, right. God bless Kentucky. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I, I have to say, going back to the librarian, if I may, the yes. idea the president of the United States and his people lied, let me repeat that, lied about whether or not he knew about the raid on his political opponent and likely political opponent in 2024 against, not a, ordered a raid against a former president of the United States who has executive privilege that, by the way, he does not have the ability to, uh, to nullify, uh, who has every right of any citizen and the fact is that susan rice is running the white house right now and ron Klain, and right now in washington dc those two people represent the the front of the spear that is the third term for president barack obama and nobody should doubt that that's exactly what is going on there is a cabal that surrounds uh, both obama uh, and many of his top advisors from his uh, second uh, term in office who are driving the Biden administration. No one thinks for even a moment this is about Joe Biden, his philosophy, his ideology, his acumen, his knowledge, or his uh, grand reasoning. 
we know he's impaired. He's incapable of getting across a stage without help. And he is out of sight. 150 days, actually it's now 160 days of vacation. He's been away from the White House more than any of the last three presidents. Think about that. And, and right now, uh, we have a librarian who they're trying to pretend made the decision to raise the presidents. This is, right. what, this is what a feat cowards, President Biden, Merrick Garland, and Christopher Ray are, that they would even pretend they were taking orders from a, from a deputy archivist. My gosh, what are we thinking? Yeah, and, you know, the, there's no question that the Obama people are, are calling the shots in the White House. The the most offensive thing for me with respect to the raid, and, and again, Lou, I, I share your, your doubts that Joe Biden wasn't advised or pre-warned about the raid before it happened, even though that's what the story Merrick Garland's saying. But at the, at, the, at the end of the day, the most offensive thing to me on the raid thus far was the fact that they raided Mar-a-Lago for some documents that the National Archives said Trump had that he wasn't supposed to have. And then the very next day, Hunter Biden was getting on Air Force One to go on another one of those vacations that you mentioned with Joe Biden to Kiowa Island in South Carolina. Hunter Biden, I mean, you know, we have his laptop, his hard drive. We have his hard drive uh, on the House Oversight Committee. And the FBI has to know about all of the wrongdoing that's on there with, with respect to his financial transactions, with respect to who he was receiving money from, uh, the influence peddling with our adversaries around the world, uh, some of the stuff that I think he's done in his personal life that uh, would violate laws all over the world. And yet they do nothing about Hunter Biden. Uh, and he's boarding Air Force One, which symbolizes everything about the, the United States, the day after the, the FBI raids Mar-a-Lago. That's just, uh, that's just pouring salt in the wound and, and another example of the deep state and, and how far we've come in the wrong direction with respect to our uh, intelligence community and federal bureaucracies. We're talking about what is a, a horribly corrupted federal government. The archivists are corrupted. I mean, it doesn't, I, I can't think of a more passive and uh, uh, erudite group uh, that uh, one would expect uh, to to live in some solitude and uh, a contemplative environment. And they are on the, on the front edge of the Marxist Dems attacks against the former president, against the political uh, uh, opposition. Uh, and against the Constitution and the very nation uh, the, in which they live. The Republic is teetering here. There is no question whatsoever. Uh, how, how can you, how do you plan to hold accountable these people? House Oversight has immense power, uh, and with the election and the majority, you will have far more power. It, it is... I, I don't even know really where you would start, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, uh, because this is, the American people right now have to be gut sick. I mean, everyone I talk to, mm -hmm. uh, 
as I don't know about you and your in your state, your district, people are are hurt uh, oh, yeah. from this Biden economy. They're hurting because they're so sick of the the assault against the the nation, our values, of what the Marxist stems are doing on every level. They're intimidating. They are trying to create spread as much despair among Trump supporters, that is, patriots, all across the country. Uh, your your thoughts about how to get this uh, this this underway, this uh, this ability to root out right. all of the evil that is in our government. Right. Well, I'm in Paducah, Kentucky right now, and I've already talked to a lot of people on the street today, and they're all furious. They all have questions, and, you know, unfortunately, we can't answer their questions, and they expect, they know what this election's all about, this midterm election. They know that uh, if the House flips, then we can't blame it on Nancy Pelosi anymore. And what we're going to do, so Jim Jordan's on the Oversight Committee as well as going to be chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We're going to coordinate together. With respect to the Mar-a-Lago raid here, you've got uh, – we'll have the National Archives in front of our committee, and he'll have uh, the Department of Justice in front of his committee, and we're going to work together. And uh, we're there, every question that you have, Lou, will be asked. And uh, then – you're going to see legislation uh, to try to reform. And if they're unwilling to reform or if we can't get it through the Senate or, or you know, the president vetoes it and we can't override the veto, then you're going to see uh, some uh, negative reactions from the appropriators because you know they get a lot of appropriations and they hide behind transparency by saying, well, this is classified, this is top secret or whatever. They can't tell us why they raided Mar-a-Lago. If they can't tell us what were in those boxes that they had to do an FBI raid, then, uh, you know, there needs to be significant reform. And one thing the Republicans are going to have to do, I hope we do, when we get the majority, we've got to shrink the size of government. Remember, they just added 87,000 new IRS employees to the payroll. I don't think they're going to be able to find 87,000 people before January. We've got to stop that. We've got to shrink the size of government. Anything that can be privatized needs to be privatized. Anything that can be eliminated needs to be eliminated. And, you know, that's not been a priority in the past. Unfortunately, when, when Paul Ryan was Speaker, that was never a priority, and that was a mistake. The first two years of uh, of the Trump administration, you should have had an aggressive Republican conference in the House that, that wanted to shrink the size of government. Look, the Democrats have had two years of complete power, and they've unfortunately passed a lot of legislation, a lot of left-wing legislation. And, and we're going to have to do the same when we get power. The American people are going to lose, you know, give up on the Republican Party, in my opinion. And, and I hope that every chairman of every committee in the House of Representatives and the Senate will spend some time with Devin Nunes to mm-hmm. understand if they do not understand now how important leadership is, ask Devin Nunes how in the, one of the greatest crises in this country's political history, Devin Nunes couldn't even get a subpoena as chairman right. of the House Intelligence Committee, which could have been with uh, a, a an active investigation could have rooted out much of this and that it was going on in the intelligence com- uh, community, uh, much of what was happening in the Department of Justice, the FBI, in cooperation with the Democratic National Committee, the Hillary campaign, uh, the five eyes 
uh, themselves who were participating uh, in this plot to overthrow the president. But Paul Ryan stopped it all. And the importance of removing rhinos from even the profile of the conference of the House of Representatives to me is critically important. This uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney's and Paul Ryan's have no place in, in modern uh, politics in this country because this is a battle and these men are not warriors. They are simply uh, egg-sucking, uh, uh, pocket-lining, uh, pitiful excuses for our legislators and public servants. Well, I, I can see a scenario where you have witnesses from the Department of Justice and the FBI in a committee hearing, and then Devin Nunes also as a witness in the committee hearing. And that I think that would uh, that would be very interesting to watch because so much of what idea. Devin Nunes, yeah, a- so much of what Devin Nunes said initially during about the Steele dossier and and uh, the FBI and, and things like that, people, you know, rolled their eyes and said he was a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist, whatever. He was 100% accurate. Uh, now, even the Washington Post has had to backtrack and, uh, you know, confirm a lot of the things that Devin warned people about initially. And uh, so Devin ought to be feeling pretty good about himself because a lot of what he what he warned the conference about ended up being true, almost 100%. And, you know, it's a sad day for the for the intelligence community. But again, Lou, you know, having the hearings and we'll have the hearings and the, and the American people will see for themselves, you know, the the abuses, the, the mistakes, the lack of transparency. But then it's going to be up to the Republicans to reform those agencies. And, and I think if uh, if McCarthy lets Jordan play a big role in reforming the Department of Justice, then uh, I have confidence that that something will get done. Now, with respect to the National Archives, as you can imagine, Luke, they shouldn't have the authority to do what they did. If if the Department of Justice is going to blame this all on the National Archives, then I can assure you there's going to be reform in the National Archives. They're not going to be able to trigger what they just triggered there and. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's just unfortunate that I can't tell you exactly why they raided Mar-a-Lago, exactly what was in those boxes, uh, you know, who put those boxes together. Because, again, no president packs their own boxes when they leave. How in the world do these people get away with lying uh, at the level of archivists? Uh, right. I, I mean, this is this is the deep state protecting its own and by the way, apparently they are in charge of all, all the, the the federal employees. No matter what, you know, you, know, you probably find them in fish and wildlife as well. I mean, good yeah. grief. Oh. But but you know, when you ask who who was in the room, and they say, well, General Services and National Archives, that's not what we're at. Who? with General Services and who with National Archives was in the room part. That's what I want to know, not the agency, the individual. That's what I want to know, and, and, you know, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it. Well, Congressman, I know that you're going to give it uh, an all-American effort, and uh, I I hope that I can – can I make one suggestion to you? Yes, sir. How about you and all who are going to be – or who are prospective chairman at the – Republican Party wins these uh, big uh, these midterms in as big a fashion as we think. How about if you all make sure 
from Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell uh, and to all of the all of the prospective chairs. Talk about specifically your plan of attack uh, against uh, the secretive uh, police force uh, that the that works for the radical Dems called the FBI, uh, the Justice Department with all, what it's done to the January 6th uh, prisoners of uh, prisoners of political warfare. And by the way, the only one carrying out a war are, are, are the Marxist Dems. They are destroying lives. They have, I mean, we can go through the list of all that needs to be done. But if you all could put a program, a strategy, and put it before the American people, before those midterms, about what you will do with specificity if elected, I think you would win by an even larger margin than it appears you will. What do you think? I think that's a great idea, and uh, I'm, I'll talk to Jordan here probably before the end of the day, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. But you know, the good thing uh, that I'm confident in when uh, when we take the majority, people like like yourself, Lou, have such a big following out there. You're going to make you're going to do everything to hold our feet to the fire to make sure that uh, you start seeing results, or there's going to be a, a, a backlash among uh, our people, even in the districts that that Trump won by 50, the reddest of the red districts. So, I think that uh, that gives me confidence because I know that uh, whether you're talking about McCarthy or, or McConnell, people like you that are leaders uh, in uh, in providing information to the base, they they know that, uh, you know, McCarthy and McConnell know that if they don't deliver results or if they do like Paul Ryan did and, and block subpoenas that from people like Devin Nunes or, or Jim Jordan or, or myself, that, that, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be consequences with, within the base because we've, we've sat back for a long time and, and watched the Democrats just completely let the uh, the bureaucracies run the show, and that's got to change, and we're going to have an opportunity to change it, and we better get it done, or or we're going to feel the wrath of the Lou Dobbses and the, oh. the conservative media. I, I, I'm fully supportive of everything that you're doing, Congressman, and the, and the House Conference and, and uh, the senators who stand up, and, of course, President Trump. This is this is a moment for for men and women like you, who, with strength and courage and care for the republic, uh, to take on these uh, these are forces of evil, uh, at work in the Democrat Party, uh, in in the deep state, and they have to be met head on and with great, great energy, uh, and uh, commitment on the part of the Republican Party, which I know you will, uh, which you will be helping lead. Uh, I want to say thank you so much. Uh, we always give our guests the last word here, Congressman. Uh, and uh, if you will, your concluding thoughts. Well, thank you, Lou. It's always a, an honor to be on your show. And, and I'll say this, with respect to the National Archives, we're going to find out uh, from start to finish how they were able to trigger an FBI raid on the former President of the United States' home. And that that agency is going to be reformed. You know, you can't start letting government bureaucrats have the power, unelected government bureaucrats, who are all left-wing, by the way, to to have this type of power. And certainly the Department of Justice shouldn't be empowering 
these left-wing bureaucrats. So uh, we're we're going to try to get the answers that that every American has, and not just point the finger and identify the problem, but hopefully provide solution to the problem. And uh, that's a that's a promise that uh, I'm going to make, and I know Jim Jordan feels the same way. And hopefully, hopefully, we can uh, start at first, at the very least, to figure out how this started, and then fix the problem to where it never happens again. It's a big, big task, but, you know, we've got to start on day one in January. Hopefully we'll have the majority and we can do that. Congressman, uh, we all hope exactly that and pray Godspeed uh, in achieving exactly that result. Congressman James Coleman, we thank you very much for being with us here on The Great America Show. God bless you. Thank you, Luke. Thanks, everybody. And tomorrow here on The Great America Show, our guest will be Senator Tommy Tuberville of the great state of Alabama. Another great American. Please join us here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you and God bless America. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.